Gartner predicted that by 2020, 90% of organizations would adopt hybrid infrastructure services. And they were right. Today, hybrid IT is the go-to solution for enterprise IT. But how many companies are truly maximizing their investment? I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and this is IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. Hybrid IT success is about more than just deciding which workloads to run in the cloud and which to deploy on your own infrastructure. On this episode of IT Availability Now, Leon Godwin, Principal Cloud Evangelist at SunGuard AS, joins us to discuss the benefits of the hybrid strategy and what steps businesses must take to get the most out of their hybrid IT. Hi, Leon. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Brian. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. So let's start with a million-dollar question here. What makes hybrid IT so appealing? (laughs) Good question. Um, Businesses need a cloud solution that's agile, scalable, and cost-effective. But they also need um, that dependability of performance and the control of their security and compliance over the long term. Hybrid IT is about choice. The more choices you have, the more opportunities you have to make better decisions for your business. Some workloads will wind up in the clouds, take advantage of the economies of scale, while others, maybe the more security-sensitive workloads, will remain on-premise to give you more control and help you maintain your compliance. Okay, so how do companies then take full advantage of this strategy? It's really about playing to the strengths of your infrastructure. One way to do this is a process called owning the base and renting the spike. And what does that entail? It's about balancing the costs and performance requirements. Owning the base is about uh, supporting your steady state within your own infrastructure. You buy the servers and network and storage to host on-premise or in a co-location data center. However, when you see a spike in demand, you might turn to the public cloud infrastructure as a temporary place to go and handle those surges, which is known as renting the spike. By doing this, you only pay for the infrastructure you need at a given time. In these cases, renting IaaS capacity is much more cost-efficient than purchasing additional hardware since it's only needed temporarily. This strategy works well for existing applications, but it's a bit more complex when you start talking about deploying new workloads. So what do you have to do differently then when deploying those new workloads? So every application is different, has different utilization and performance needs, and you need to figure out what those are. Um, One way to do that is you can rent the capacity in the cloud to get a sense of what those applications requirements are, its dependencies and the resources it needs. And then you can procure the hardware on premise once you've identified what those capacity and those traits are. You can quickly identify the true capacity and performance needs before committing to a large capital outlay and potentially save on over provisioning. Of course, each application has different requirements. You have to find the right fit for each one. So it's interesting, Leon, tell us a bit more about that. How how do you decide the best environment for each of these workloads? So you have to consider the needs of the business as well as the needs of the application. Take um, public clouds, for example. They usually charge for services by the hour or the second. So any applications that run 24 by 7 may not be a good fit. You have to think about the capacity challenges and performance limitations since public clouds are built to host many different tenants. Even finding the right skills to build and uphold a public cloud can be difficult. All right, so that's public cloud. What about private cloud? Private cloud providers tend to have smaller number of multi-tenant customers, so they have fewer capacity challenges. That can give you more performance at a better price point. You can 
typically fine-tune your resource allocations to prevent over-provisioning and wasting resources. For example, in the public cloud, that you buy resources, CPU and RAM, in T-shirt sizes, but there are a defined number of T-shirt sizes. Whereas in private clouds, you're much more granularly able to match the resources to exactly what you need, and that way, save on over-provisioning. If you have workloads that run 24 by 7 and don't easily scale, it's often more cost-effective to run them in private clouds. All right, Leon, uh, you haven't mentioned anything about security. How does this factor into both public uh, and private cloud? So the public cloud is great when it comes to security innovation. It happens at lightning fast speed and new products and services are available through marketplaces within the public cloud, uh, enabling you to quickly deploy new services to address modern and emerging threats. At the same time, the public cloud's virtual multi-tenant environment kind of makes it a little bit more challenging in getting to the security posture that you want. So even though the private cloud does have a slower pace of innovation, it can often benefit from being able to address both physical and virtual security appliances and services. All right, so we've talked about owning the base and and renting a spike uh, and choosing the right environment for different applications. What else should companies be thinking about uh, around hybrid IT? So connectivity for me, that's that's a big one. In, In a blended hybrid environment, connectivity is vital, but businesses also need that flexibility. If you think about it, traditional connectivity had long-term contracts for many, many years. Today's business needs to be able to be more dynamic to respond to those emerging agents of change. That makes sense. Uh, So, Leon, what's the solution? So, one option would be software-defined networking or or SDN. So, software-defined networking is more cloud-like in the way that you procure it, in, in as much as you can procure it by the second you can spin it up on demand when you need it so if on the monday you want 100 meg on the tuesday you want 200 meg on the wednesday you want to add connectivity to another location on the thursday you want to tear it all down and cancel all the contracts you can absolutely do that and that makes you much more agile to respond to those unknown agents of change with sd1 um, that bandwidth can be provisioned in seconds and the same goes for connectivity to public clouds or SaaS providers uh, and because it's private connectivity, it's much more able to meet your security and performance needs. Flexibility is just as important as speed when it comes to the connection. Yeah, so could you talk a, a bit more about speed and, and what organizations should consider there? So let's take um, a latency-sensitive uh, latency workload um, that has, a, a large amount of data regress. You can make your connectivity more efficient and increase bandwidth by locating your on-premise or co-located infrastructure close to that private cloud environment. Uh, It can be beneficial to have a private connection to a cloud provider. It's often faster to ramp up, um, has has, fewer risks involved, and delivers more predictable performance than, say, a VPN over the public internet. Private connectivity by its nature is more secure, reliable, and predictable, all of which makes it easier to maintain compliance uh, throughout the long term. This has been great, Leon. Thank you. So most organizations are turning to hybrid IT to maximize cost efficiency, performance, security, and reliability, while ensuring the lowest risk of lost revenue and customers. But to truly get the most out of hybrid IT, you have to own the base and rent the spike, put the right workloads in the right locations, and ensure reliable, fast, and adaptable connectivity. Leon, I appreciate you joining the show again to talk to us about hybrid IT.
Thanks, Brian. I had a great time as always. Leon Godwin is Principal Cloud Evangelist at SunGuard AS. You can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com slash IT availability now. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and until next time, stay available.